Hi everyone, Mario Zelenas here. It's such a joy to be able to bring this announcement to you that on the 23rd of December, we are going to be receiving a one-time donation for Origin Gate and in particular for Wisdom's Echo. So we can be a blessing to everyone who contributes content to Wisdom's Echo on a daily basis and so we can continue to further and to advance the kingdom of Yahweh through the efforts of Origin Gate and Wisdom's Echo. I want to encourage each and every one of you who listen to us daily, now in over 100 nations, more than 170,000 people, I want to encourage every single one of you to please consider doing something. It doesn't have to be everything, but it can be something. And if we each do our part, all of us who participate and all of us who receive these things that go forth from Wisdom's Echo, we will make a difference. Thank you for considering it and thank you for the honor that you've always shown us and continue to demonstrate toward everyone who is a part of this. May Yahweh richly bless you and your household and your generations and your nations. Shalom. Hi, welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. My name is Lindy Masters with the insight of the day. Today I'm going to talk about not falling for everything. I find in the world that we live in today, with all of the pressures of, at the moment, the COVID devastation around the world, that we're a lot at home, we're, we're at home watching different things that are coming up on YouTube or on social media. And what's also happened is that we have a lot of emerging voices, a lot of people who have things to say that if perhaps had some encounters that have had some things that they've seen uh, in the realms of the kingdom. And I found suddenly that people are going, oh my gosh, have you heard this person? Have you heard that person? I've never heard of them. I know, but they've just suddenly come up and have you, have you listened to their stuff? And, and, and suddenly you just find people on the other side of the scale going, there's so much stuff out there. I can't cope. I can't do all of that. I can't listen to everything. And so we've got two sides of the scale. We've got someone who's going, I want to listen to everything. Is there more? Is there more? And they've got on the other side of the scale, would you all please stop? I can't cope. But here's the thing. We don't have to fall for everything. And I think one of the things, perhaps in getting older, but one of the things that is the most freeing thing for me and for many around me is that ability to, to mature, to pick a lane, and then to stay in it. I don't have to listen to everything. I don't have to listen to every emerging voice. I just have to pick a lane. I have to pick my truth by my uh, rabbi or teacher that I'm walking with and then walk with them and walk with them in joy. I don't have to run around doing all types of crazy stuff. I can just stick in my lane. And I want to really encourage you today with this. I was looking at a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1 to 18, which I'm going to read to you. And it said, we then as Workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I've helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We give no offense in anything that our ministry may not be blamed. But in all things, we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulations, in needs, in distresses in stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in sleeplessness, in fastings, in by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, 
by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. I love that. The armor of righteousness, which is on your right hand and on your left hand. By honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report, by as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known. As dying and behold, we live as chastised or chastened and yet not killed. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making many riches, having nothing and yet possessing all things. O Corinthians, we've spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now in turn for the same I speak as to children, you also be open. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God has said. I will dwell in them and walk among them. I'll be their God and they shall be my people. Therefore... Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Now I want to have a look at the different things that I picked up on this thing because I am from the charismatic movement. I got born again into a charismatic slash ex-Pentecostal church. And so I have very definite thought patterns in my mind of what Yahweh is saying. But I do like to go and have a look, and I'll use the blue letter Bible, into the Greek or into the Hebrew to see what's actually being said. Found some things out here. When it says, do not be um, yoked together, I think the King James says, to be yoked together, do not be yoked together with the unbeliever. Um, I looked up the word unbeliever, and it said the faithless or the unfaithful, the incredulous, sometimes I think some of these conspiracy theories are just that, incredulous, without trusting God and not to be trusted. Now, I've always been taught that when it says do not uh, be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, that was like don't go around anybody who has um, is not a Christian. You know, what it says what accord is Christ with Belial, what communion has light with darkness, uh, what part is a believer with an unbeliever? But again, the word unbeliever, what part have, do I have with the faithless? Those who just have no faith. You know, have you ever been around people who are negative? Oh my goodness, they are so draining. Unfaithful people, and that could be saved and unsaved people, Christian and non-Christian people, people of the way and people not of the way. But here's the thing, they can be faithless. Unfaithful people, people who are unfaithful to me, to my friends, to, to my core values, to my country. I don't want to be with them, saved or unsaved. Incredulous people, like I'm, just your stuff is crazy. Without trusting God, not to be trusted. People who can't be trusted. You know, so many times, and I, and I work hard in, in this whole area of bringing Christian businesses or people who are Christian who have businesses up to a place where they are trustworthy because so many people say we will never, ever um, employ Christian people. They just... The worst employees, that is a travesty. Come on, we can do better. We can do better. And so I don't want to be around people who can't be trusted, Christian or non-Christian. And that's what he's saying here. Do not be unequally yoked together with those who are faithless. Do not be unequally yoked together with those who are unfaithful. Don't be unequally yoked together with incredulous people. They have no credibility. 
And so I had a look at the word unequally yoked and in Greek. The unequally yoked means having fellowship with one who is not on an equal footing with you. It's not a class issue. But when somebody doesn't see like I see or who doesn't have the same values that I have, that is to me being unequally yoked together. To associate discordantly. You know, I want to be around people who are those type of people because that is unequally yoked together. And not every unsafe person is that person. You know, we have so many people going, I've married a person, they're not a Christian, and now I'm unequally yoked together, and I must leave them. And yet you they have your values, they are faithful, they have credibility, they do trust God, they just haven't found a, a relationship with him yet. They can be trusted, and you go, Well, no, they're not Christian, I can't be with them anymore. And and I've known people to divorce people based on that. And so we need to be really looking at scripture properly. And don't fall for everything. Don't just go with the flow because that's what you were taught when you went into the church. You know, what fellowship is righteousness with lawlessness? I don't want to be with someone who's lawless. And let me tell you, I have been in situations where my family have worked for a Christian and he was unbelievably lawless. Unbelievably lawless. My mom was told to write out checks for things and that couldn't be paid or tell people checks had been paid that had never been sent. And I wanted to say to my parents, listen, you can't be unequally yoked together with this lawless person. And my parents were pre-Christian at the time. So this works on both sides of the scale. Don't fall for everything. Come on, we can do better. Now look at this. Verse 7, we, we've spoken by the word of truth, by the power of God, and by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left. I love this. So your right hand indicates power and your left hand indicates mercy and judgment. So you have the armor of righteousness on both the power on your left hand, right hand and your mercy and judgment on your left hand, the ability to operate in power, but also in mercy and also to bring judgment to a situation. You can decide, I'm bringing judgment to this. I cannot be involved in this. Verse 12 says, you are not restricted by us. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. I've had people say, you know, uh, I feel so controlled by all of these teaching about the, by the people who teach these things. And I can't do things in the realms of the kingdom because it's above my pay grade. I'm not allowed to do this. So I can't, um, I can't do investing in this, this way, or I can't ascend into the kingdom realms if I mix it that way. And it's, it's, it's really controlling. And I can't, I can't do it any longer. Now listen, it says here in verse 12, Oh, Corinthians, we've spoken to you. Our heart is wide open. Oh, people, on wisdom's echo. Listen to us. We've spoken to you. Our heart is wide open. You are not restricted by us. But you are restricted by your own affections. <laughs> I had a look at that. What does that mean? When it says restricted, it means to be cramped, to be sorely straightened in spirit. You're not cramped or sorely straightened in spirit by me or anyone else. And it says here, but by your own affections. I looked up the word affections, which is bowels. Now, you know, I was talking to the kids the other day and in one of our kids hub forums and, and I was saying, where do you feel butterflies? And they said in my tummy. So the one little boy said, I don't feel butterflies. I feel dragonflies. <laughs> All right then. But where is it? Where are your dragonflies? They're in my tummy. And this is the, that seat on the inside of us of the emotions. So where are you restricted? You're restricted in your emotions or your bowels. And there are always two sides. You've got to have a balance all the time. You can't just have one and not the other. You can't have judgment without mercy. You can't have loving kindness without um, bringing some form of judgment into a thing as well. And so 
we have two parts to the emotions, the bowels that are in us, the seat of violence, the seat of passion, bad and good, the seat of, uh, of anger and the seat of hate. But the other side is the seat of kindness, benevolence, compassion, mercies, and affection. So you're not restricted by us, but you are restricted or cramped by your own affections, either being violent, passionate, and overly over the top, over the top, or angry and hateful, or you can have kindness and benevolence, compassion, mercies, and affections. You choose. That is who restricts you. We do not restrict you. You restrict yourself. By the Holy Spirit, he will then be able to help you to restrict how much stuff you do, how many things you feel obliged to be in fellowship with that perhaps Yahweh doesn't want you to be in fellowship with, how many things you've been you've been coerced into doing within a church structure or religious structure that Yahweh is going, I don't restrict you in this. You restrict yourself by your bowels, by that which is your own affections, that which is inside of you. Again, I come back to what I'm saying. Don't fall for everything. You need to let the armor of righteousness that is on your right-hand side with power also operate on the left-hand side with mercy and judgment. And you need to walk into that place of being completely free in Yahweh. You do not have to be restricted by these things. And I saw another scripture, which um, is in 1 Corinthians. And I love this scripture because it's, it's a really powerful one. And I love to, I love the word. You know, sometimes people say you people talk about all these things, but you never speak about the word. Honestly, I love the word. The word became flesh, John chapter one, and dwelt amongst us. You can't, you can't escape from the word. The word is Yahweh and, and Yeshua. It is them. Um, I know that there might be some errors in it, but you know what? It's been good for the last 2000 years. It'll be good for another 2000. So it says here in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 23. I know it's talking about uh, drinking from idolatry, eating idolatrous stuff, and that's another story. But verse 23 was lovely to me. It said, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own, but each one another's well-being. And that's another story. So all things are lawful to me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. Wow. This is a fantastic scripture. So that word um, is also expedient. All things are not always expedient for me, which is to not all things are profitable. Not all things are helpful. Not all things bring together. Not all things bring to bear. So all things are not always profitable or helpful for me. But all things are not always edifying for me either. And I really want to just end off with this. We don't have to always run after and do everything. We don't have to jump into, you know, sometimes we've, we've opened up this freedom to explore all these crazy things and go for it. It's okay. But, but all things are lawful, but they're not always helpful. All things are lawful, but they're not always edifying. And so let your bowels, your dragonflies in your belly, let your bowels determine for you what is good for you and what is not good for you. Just because people say we can look at crystals and they bring healing or we can, you know, start meditating and do all this crazy stuff, doesn't they're lawful, but they're not always helpful. Um, or they say we can do, I don't know, all types of crazy stuff. And, and I like crazy stuff as long as it's within the blood of the lamb. 
but not all things are helpful. Listening to every emerging voice, all things are lawful, but they're not always helpful. Listening to every conspiracy theory, they're not always, they are lawful, but they don't always edify me. It sort of detracts me. All these peripheral things start to detract me from keeping my eye on Yeshua, keeping my eye on his word, keeping my eye on the father and what he says. You see, Yeshua said this. He said, I only do what I see my father doing. He didn't say I only do what I hear on social media because I'm sure that came from the father because it came from an emerging voice. No, he saw it himself. And, and, and again, you know, I, I speak a lot about being isolated in Proverbs 18 verse 1. Do not be isolated. Do not, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire and he rages against wise counsel. That is not what I'm talking about. There is wisdom in a multitude of counselors. Find some people and say, listen, I've heard this stuff. What do you think? I, I, I personally don't listen to every new voice because I don't know their ministry. I don't know their manners and I don't know their money. I don't know how they handle all those things. I don't know who they walk with. I don't know who they, uh, if their encounters are, are copycat encounters or if they're real. I don't know if they're pretending that some other beings out there are Jesus and the Holy Spirit or if they are Jesus and the Holy Spirit because I don't know them. All things are lawful, but they are not always helpful for me. All things are lawful, but they don't always edify me. And so I'm learning how to, with Holy Spirit and those I walk with, to discern within myself. I'm not restrained by by them. I'm only restrained by my dragonflies in my belly, by my bowels, by those things that Holy Spirit in my emotional seat begin through Holy Spirit to tell me what's good and bad. So don't fall for everything. Don't exhaust yourself. I know a lot of the stuff is social media and, and we're listening to a lot of stuff online. Do not overload yourself. Do not exhaust yourself. Find your path and walk in it with all of your might. Thank you so much for listening. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Peace on you and your household today. Peace on everything that you read, that you look at and that you engage with today. Peace, peace to you.